0: Today we've got a nuclear revenge story of a thief getting stuff taken back in a crazy way. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I recorded my ex-boss and ruined his career as a professional basketball player. My ex-boss was the father of all jerks, well, not anymore. He's now forcefully retired, has little money, and is divorced from his wife. He had this sort of misfortune coming, since he screwed a lot of people over, but I guess I was his nemesis. The first time I met my boss was a full month after working in his home as a live-in maid. Before that, I was interviewed by his PA who was his lover, his home manager, his major advisor, and essentially his Olivia Pope. She decided I was great for the job when she found out that I was undocumented. I still can't believe she played me so well. She just assumed I wasn't documented and I stupidly admitted it to her. It wasn't the worst mistake ever. When I told my aunt whom I lived with before moving in with them, she shook her head in pity. That is not the kind of thing you admit to anyone, ever. She was irritated. I'm sorry, she backed me into a wall. I didn't know how to respond to that. I guess I let my guard down because she's one of us. One of us, my aunt laughed, and her husband joined in. A dry, almost painful laughter. Sweetheart, that guarantees nothing. Let us hope that she has no plans to use that against you in the future. At first, it didn't seem like she wanted to use that against me although the satisfied smile that danced on her lips after I admitted it to her was a bit unsettling. She's very pretty, my boss's wife said when his personal assistant showed me to her. Are you okay with her? The PA asked her. If you wanted my input, you would have invited me while conducting the interview, she replied, smiled weakly, and walked away. The PA then faced me and handed me a small piece of paper. These are duties expected of you in this house tomorrow. I'll have the lawyer stop by to drop by the official document for your employment. Thank you, ma'am. I was assigned to one of the rooms downstairs. It was large, very comfortable, and beautiful. I had never slept in a place that luxurious. I was glad to have gotten a job, but I was also worried about the attitude I got from both women earlier. I had prayed to find work with a family that had very little drama. The family my cousin worked for before she saved up enough money to buy a sewing machine and rent a place where she can make dresses for people was a very dramatic one. There was always something violent and dangerous going on. Sometimes they even threw knives at one another. I had always prayed to not work for a family like that. My aunt, however, always joked about rich families having the dirtiest secrets. I had a good relationship with my boss's wife. We were almost friends, in fact, and that happened over a short while. We would talk in the kitchen while she cooked and I helped her out. She told me about traveling to France to attend a culinary school. She stopped schooling when her husband proposed and they moved in together. I saw in her a woman who was deeply unsatisfied with her life. The only thing that gave her joy was cooking and boy she cooked. She was nearly always in the kitchen cooking something. She made breakfast for everyone, her stepson and the staff. She prepared something for nearly every guest that walked in. She also had friends who came over and she cooked for them. She would tell me, though, that they were not her friends. They were just wives and long-term girlfriends of other basketball players. None of them really knew anything about one another, except that they all had husbands who were successful, and they all planned parties in their homes to kill boredom. My boss's wife also wanted children, but her husband was barely ever around to make babies with her. If my aunt hadn't warned me to never befriend the woman of the house, I'd have been her friend and talked to her about stuff. I'd have even suggested that she return to France and go back to culinary school. But my aunt warned me and she did so sternly. They are not your friends, nor are they your family. Even if they tell you so themselves, my aunt would say. Nearly every week, the PA lady would come to the house, yell at the staff and leave. My boss's wife would ignore her. It was evident that she'd been ignoring her for a while. She had probably resisted her and resigned to having her around. I had not met my boss at the time, but I suspected that they were hooking up. I was not wrong. When I met my ex and was introduced to him by his lover PA, the first thing he did was glare at my chest. I noticed that his PA gently touched his arm to caution him. She saw him gawk at my chest. After that day, I noticed that she made subtle efforts to keep me out of his way. Not that I cared. My ex boss was a disgusting man and I hated him. She also mentioned that I had to wear uniforms while I was working in the house. None of the other staff wore uniforms. It was just me. I think she wanted me to always remember that I'm the maid. Again, that didn't bother me at all. I just wanted to make enough money to pursue my goals. That was my priority. I also wanted to do that fast so I could finally leave their home. My boss was a monster, and seeing him treat his wife like she disgusted him was too much. I watched him insult her many times, and he did this in front of the staff and his son, He would yell at her, tell her she was slow and that she was good for nothing. He called her an ordinary pretty face, but he also told her many times that she wasn't as beautiful as she thought she was. Interestingly, whenever he did that, she would smile and pretend like everything was fine. She never showed that she was hurt or affected by his comments. She'd probably gone numb to the comments since he made them very often. One day, one of her friends told her that she saw her husband with another woman. I had never seen her that upset. In fact, I had never seen her upset at all. My boss was in the backyard playing with his son. When he returned and her friend had left, she confronted him. She was screaming at the top of her voice but he ignored her. I didn't understand why my boss's wife was so upset about finding out that her husband had been unfaithful. He was clearly having an affair with his PA and anyone could see it. It was why his PA had more authority in their home than she did, even as his wife. When she saw that he wasn't going to respond to her, she threatened to call his PA. I had assumed that he would laugh about it or just ignore her, but he suddenly looked afraid and started to beg her not to. It was funny seeing him that way, especially since he went about the house like he was some unquestionable deity. You can't do that. Well, that is exactly what I'm going to do. He then started to beg her. To this day, I don't understand why he was so terrified, especially since it wasn't that he respected his PA too, he treated his wife like trash, but he didn't reserve any special treatment for his PA too, he was nearly as mean to her as well. Soon enough, I started to hear kicks and screams from my bedroom. I refused to believe that my boss was hitting his wife. I would simply glue myself to the bed and pretend that something else was happening until I saw him hit her one day. He slapped her against the wall and hit her severely while I watched them in horror. Before that day, I had never seen a man hit his woman. I had read about it, I'd seen it in movies, but I didn't even think that it was really happening. Many times, gossip magazines and tabloids would report that my boss hits his wife, but his PA would come over and they would discuss how to clean up the mess that the NEWS people, my boss called them that, were making. His PA would then have designers bring in nice dresses for my boss's wife. They would do her makeup and she and her husband would take beautiful pictures of them smiling and holding hands. They would then send the pictures to magazines to correct the image that was being portrayed. My boss always treated me like I wasn't even there. He never even looked at me, that is, minus the time he gawked at my chest. One evening, after working very hard to help his wife prepare dinner for another couple they hosted, I had just finished cleaning the kitchen and was sitting down to rest when I felt a hand on my waist. I jumped up and saw my boss looking down at me lustfully. Easy girl. I said, what are you doing? Listen, I can make you into more than you've ever imagined. I didn't understand him so I looked on in confusion and shock. He reached out to touch my chest and I slapped his hand away and slapped him. It was a reflex action and as soon as I realized what I did, I ran to my room. He followed me closely and tried to open the door but it was locked. He kept trying to open the door. At some point, he was slamming the door heavily. He probably thought he was strong enough to break the door down. The next day, I didn't leave my room. I was too scared to. I cried bitterly. He could only confidently do that because he knew I was young and vulnerable. That afternoon, I heard his PA walking around the house in her signature stiletto heels. I'll handle it, I heard her say. I heard footsteps and then a knock on my door. Girl, open up, she called out to me. I walked up to the door and opened it. She stepped into my room and then as though she decided that she couldn't stay in my room, she asked me to come out and follow her. I did as I was told and she led me to the study where my boss was seated. As soon as he saw me, he stood and started to apologize. I said I was going to handle it, she exclaimed, shutting him up. My boss sank back into his chair like some helpless little boy. I don't know what you thought happened last night, honey, but nothing happened, okay? I said nothing. You'd like to stay in this country, wouldn't you? Nothing happened, I said quietly. My boss stood up and hissed. Listen, I'm really sorry about what happened. I had thought that you had been coming on to me. I knew that wasn't true. My boss was trying to subtly blame me for his actions. I noticed that she's been coming on to you, his PA agreed. You can stay here and keep working. I promise. It'll never happen again. I forced a smile. Thank you, sir. I apologize if I've miscommunicated. You may leave and return to your job, his PA interrupted me. As I walked away, I heard my boss say something in hushed tones. Her? Oh, come on. Better someone who knows her place than a new maid who would mess things up. It was then I understood why she was glad when she learned that I wasn't documented. She wanted someone who would always shut up. One of the men that came around to fix the electrical stuff whenever there was an issue spoke my language and flirted with me whenever he was around. So I asked him if he could lend me a secret camera and teach me how to set it up. He obliged me and didn't even ask why I needed it. He probably knew and didn't care. Usually when my boss hits his wife, it happens on the staircase. So I set up the tiny cameras in places around there that were not too obvious. I just needed two different videos of him doing that to his wife. Magazines have speculated in the past that he hit his wife, but none of them had proof. So it hadn't affected his career in any way. I was going to provide the proof needed. The first time he hit his wife after I set up the camera, I wasn't even around. I had gone out to buy groceries, and as usual, I spent hours at the mall. When I checked the video footage that evening, I saw that he slapped her twice and even chased her up the stairs, but my cameras didn't cover those. I immediately edited the video and saved the parts I needed. Some days after, he hit her again. This time he chased her down the stairs, slapped, and kicked her. I saved those too. I had told myself that I just needed two videos, but I got greedy and decided to get more proof. I got the third, but still wanted more. Meanwhile, I'd already reached out to someone who was a freelance photographer, and he already connected me to someone in a news outlet that I could sell my videos to. Unfortunately, the stupid PA noticed the cameras after I'd saved the third. She had it removed and invited people to look for more hidden cameras. Luckily for me, I was careful enough to have hidden my laptop. She had people search everywhere and everyone, even my boss's wife. She was going about her investigation when I decided that my time in that family was up. I pretended to be going shopping for supplies the next day, but I left the card I was given in my bedroom, packed my stuff, and returned to my aunt's. I wanted the story to be out before they noticed I was gone, so I went to the news outlet with my laptop and the photographer. We negotiated payment and I was rewarded handsomely. The next morning, the videos of my boss hitting his wife on three different occasions were all over TVs and the internet. Different brands and people started to dissociate from him publicly. His agency dropped him and so did the basketball community. He lost all his friends and associates because people were terrified of being associated with him. That was how I got back at my boss for sexually harassing me. And generally being a jerk. Definitely, generally being a jerk is a very light way to put what they did here outside of just the harassment to OP themselves. I gotta imagine that payday was actually probably pretty worth it. I mean, Lord knows, usually you just sell it to like TMZ and they try to bid you down, but hopefully, OP got a valid price for what they got. Although, I fully understand. understand the true intention wasn't about how much money you could get for it. This next story is, Girl Who Stole My Stuff Got Stripped Off It In School. I'm in high school where I'm kind of like a hotshot. My family's well known because my grandpa is the owner of the school body and other large corporations in the area, while my own biological parents are serious business owners who own large shares in the school too. Thanks to them, I had a hard time fitting in as a normal kid in school. How could I, when I could get exclusive access into the director's office at any time? People in my school tried to make friends with me for that reason. Aside from the desperate ones, I still had very cool and real friends. But there was this girl, Bella. She just wanted to be like me. She did everything in this world to become just like me. And I mean everything, including stealing my clothes and other unfathomable things, like trying to become close with my boyfriend. He also complained about her trying to link with him in a romantic kind of way. And all that while, she acted like my friend. I kind of felt like a role model. To me, someone loving me enough to make me her mentor was a privilege. I sometimes got bad comments about Bella from others inside and outside my circle, but I just let them slide. I told them that it was okay for someone to admire you that much. Maybe she just had it hard trying to fit in and thought she needed to be someone else to be loved and accepted. I showed her that it was okay. But eventually it started looking like she was no longer admiring alone she was downright competing with me to the extent that she started stealing my things one day when we found her out it was very disgraceful for her because everything of mine that she was wearing was taken from her enough was enough and that was the time she stopped bothering me i noticed that she moved on to fangirling another girl named cc that was none of my business as long as i got bella out of my way It's backstabbing and animalistic to bite the hand that feeds you. I thought I was doing the right thing by bringing her close, only for her to make me regret it. Was it clear enough that Bella was copying me? Well, she was a class below me, but always liked to hang out with us. I thought she didn't have friends in her class, so I made her belong to mine. She had black short hair and I had long, wavy red hair. Bella started wearing a wig. She tanned her skin to resemble the tint of my skin. She changed her school bag from a black Nike backpack to a pink one-armed bag like I carried. She wore matching shoes with me, tried to match my style, the way I walked and talked, and much more. I was just dumb and I used to think that it was me being nice. Suspicion started when my boyfriend Jake was like, Jennifer, we need to talk. I knew it was going to be about Bella, so I got defensive already. I was already having issues with some of my friends because they questioned my relationship with Bella. I was protective of the girl because, to me, she was frail and fragile. And to me, I was her caregiver or guardian. It also helped that I was older than her. Jake discussed that Bella started acting off around him when I wasn't there. He narrated that once, when they were both in my house visiting, she asked him whether he thought she looked like me, firstly. He said, not really, because he already knew who Bella was before she started playing all those stunts to resemble me. Then she asked him if he also thought that she was pretty. Jake is a gentleman. Of course, he said she looked attractive, but Bella must have thought of it in the wrong way. She then inched closer to him and asked him again that if he never met me but she was there, would he consider dating her? Now it was too far, and Jake tried to avoid the question. At least that's what he told me. I chose not to believe because Bella was too sweet and loyal to me to go behind my back to do that with my boyfriend. When Jake didn't offer a response, she supposedly got on him and demanded that he kiss her. Jake pushed her away and asked her if she was okay. Noticing that the scene did not look pretty and if he lingered around in my house, something terrible might have happened in my absence, he took his things and left. I got back from the errand my mom sent me on, only Bella was there. She said that he got impatient from waiting and left after saying that I always kept him waiting. I was angry that Jake couldn't just wait for me to get back for my quick errand. It was while I was with them that my mom called me to help her run a quick errand. He was there and he knew how urgent it was. I was pissed at him. But I just didn't stay quiet. I called. The first time he didn't pick up. But the second time he just hurriedly told me that he wasn't impatient. He was just tired and needed to go home. I ranted at him on the phone about all the times I'd made exceptions for him. Truth is, I really wanted him there because all of my friends were slowly turning against me because they didn't like Bella. I wanted him to stay there and fantasized he would love me and love Bella too. When he walked out, I understood that he was one of those people who did not see Bella like I saw her. Later when we met again, he explained himself. Once he got to complaining about how blinded I was about Bella, I stopped him there. If there was anything else he had a problem with, I was ready to address it but no not Bella. Everyone just had to understand that she was the little sister I never had, the only person who was absolutely teachable that called me smart. My relationship was on fire. Jake was obviously looking forward to a time when reality would dawn on me about Bella's true nature. I just wasn't ever seeing a time when I wouldn't be close with Bella. He told me that she was trying to get with him when I wasn't there. I barked in his face that it had gotten down to lying about Bella just to get rid of her. To me, my friends were jealous. They were way smarter than me, especially Jake. He taught me everything. Finally, someone wanted to learn from me, and somehow it didn't sit right with the people I always learn from. If Bella thought that the way I organized my schedule and the things I did with my free time was wise, then so be it. If she wanted to spend her time with me, then there should be no opposition. Bella, too, fueled my annoyance for my friends. She thought they were preventing me from being myself. She posed as the only one who genuinely cared about me. In fact, for the first time, I actually thought my good friends were only there because of my family status. For the first time, I doubted their true friendship. But still, we stuck together. I felt the bond weakening. Then, an even more devastating one was the distance between me and my boyfriend. Everything felt strained. I still wasn't open to hearing anything negative about Bella. There was one day when we all gathered in my house again, Everyone except the boys in my friend group, we had a sleepover event to plan our dance dresses. Even though Bella was a class lower and wouldn't attend, I still invited her and she came. We talked about dresses, trending styles, seeing our dresses or buying a ready gown, hairstyles, jewelry, makeup, shoes, and everything else. Every girl bought their jewelry boxes. We helped each other pick their dress designs. I actually loved the little event. There was grape wine and chocolates. Some people found their clothes and shoes online and decided to order them for delivery, others planned to sew, while we all planned to get our hair done in the same salon on the same day. We left on a good note that day, at least nobody had any fallout during the sleepover. Dance was a few weeks away and it was time for each of us to start implementing the plans we had, who was coming in the limo, who was going with a guy. At that point, I was thinking about joining the other girls to pull up in the limo and not come with Jake because things had gotten really strained between me and him. We wouldn't get close if Bella was near. That just irritated me more. We were still partners and dance dates for the formality of it, but we both knew things weren't working out between us. Funnily enough, another day I was just looking through my dance stuff. You know how girls will wear their clothes and pose in front of the mirror a million times before the main day? I was trying on my clothes with makeup for like a final prom rehearsal and that is when I noticed that my pearl necklace and bracelet was gone. Not all of them, just the particular one I was planning to wear for that dance. It was odd. When I told my mom, she said maybe I just didn't remember where I kept it, after I tried it on in the sleepover. I was quite sure that I did. It was in the box. I never left it out of its packaging. The issue was very strange to me because I wasn't careless, and I remember not wanting anything to happen to my precious jewelry, so I stashed it away. Then my mother assumed that maybe a servant stole it. That suspicion did not last for long because in the same drawer that the pearl necklace was in, there were many other more expensive and more beautiful jewelry to choose from. Why specifically the pearl ones? then my mother finally squared up to what we both know was the only reasonable cause of the missing jewelry pieces she advised me to make a friendly call to my friends that attended the dance and politely ask if any of them mistakenly packed my jewelry with them the calls were just a formality i was angry deep down and i knew one of them had to be the culprit it wasn't like they even took the case with it the package was safely still stored away in the drawer sadly i knew the truth One of my friends was the culprit, and it was most likely Bella. I was so scared to ask her because if she was the one who took it at the end of the day, what everyone else said about her would be true, and that wouldn't be the first time she had taken something from me. After lunch one day, I noticed that I didn't have my pink wristwatch on my wrist anymore. I knew I took it off to wash my hands, but it was no longer on the table or around me. Later, I asked Bella if she had seen it, and she hesitated to bring it out of her purse. Then she told me that she was just keeping it for me because I forgot it. I didn't give enough time to analyze the situation because it was the first time. Then when she started getting identical things to mine, I would see her with something I thought was mine, and she would say that she got hers and maybe I just misplaced mine. After crying over my lost pearl pieces, I had a eureka moment. Bella was not trying to be like me, she was trying to be me. She envied the life I had and wanted it so bad that she would do anything to replace me. She was not a friend. She was an enemy. A desperate, psychopathic, and intelligent enemy. I was the fool who she could take advantage of. She used me and now wanted to replace me. She wanted to have my boyfriend, my mom, my stuff. She wanted all the attention I got in school. She wanted to be popular. She wanted to be me, basically. Later, I learned that she was not really trying to copy me. She lacked a personality of her own that made her want to try to be like anyone else. After me, she went on to a girl called Cece. I'm sure she had tried that with everyone in her set, and that's why she hung out with her seniors or juniors. Anyway, I waited till dance to see what Bella would do. I wasn't surprised when the girl that told us she was not coming showed up dressed in the exact same way I was, with the same shoes and hairstyle looking just like me, except that she was wearing my pearls. My girls and I already knew she was going to do that, so we got ready. The hall got dark, and the projector came on, showing pictures of Bella before she changed into me gradually. Then pictures of my things, then pictures of Bella wearing them. And finally a picture of me wearing my pearl earring, necklace, and bracelet. And now the light shone on Bella because she was wearing them and the school knew that I was looking for them because I posted it on my social media accounts. I just blocked Bella from seeing it. When I walked beside her, the crowd gasped because of how both of us were dressed completely the same. My friends stripped the jewelry off her while a school staff marched her to the school locker that was thoroughly searched for anything that belonged to me. A lot was recovered that day, and Bella was humiliated from being a selfish and backstabbing little brat. After she left, I went back to my boyfriend with tears in my eyes. First, I apologized for not believing him and for letting Bella strain our relationship. I then apologized to my friends too for putting Bella above them and letting it get to my head that somebody wanted to be like me, and they all forgave me. It's definitely one thing when you think somebody wants to be like you or maybe looks up to you, but when they start slowly becoming you, you should have noticed that red flag a while ago. I'm just glad that OP's friends and boyfriend were able to look past the level of delusion that OP had here. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.